You're listening to an episode of the Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life podcast with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 159th episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. If you like today's episode, be sure to leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at Olver International. Today, we're changing topics from mental health and choice theory to parenting as I get to interview the parenting coach, Mikechi Owagawi. She's from the eastern part of Nigeria, and we've never met. I saw a social media post of hers and wanted to interview her on this podcast. And Kechi Emmanuel Oyegre is 50 years old, married with three children. She studied accounting in school, but never got the chance to practice it because she wasn't passionate about it. She's currently a homemaker and has a lot of passion around that and a baker. One day, maybe I'll get to taste something she's baked. Thanks so much for agreeing to talk with us today about parenting. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. So, Nkechi, I know that you are a homemaker, which tells me that you're with your children a lot and are a very much present parent. Can you talk about the differences between being a present parent and an absent parent and maybe the effect that has on kids? Okay, thank you very much. You can be present physically with your children and at the same time be absent, just like one being in a crowd and at the same time you feel alone. When you're a present, a present parent, you're very observant. You know what is going on around you. You're sensitive. You're quick to pick up things. But if you're an upset parent, you can be present physically, but you are not there. Your children can't feel your presence. Do you get me? Yes. And it sounds like if something's wrong with your child, you might not even notice because you're not very clear about what their normal behavior is. Yes. You might be just be carried away with your devices, you're busy with your devices, maybe meetings, um, whatever, but your kids don't feel your presence at all. Or if they come very close to you, say, oh, no, no, not now, not now. Or you tell them you're busy. Right. And you mentioned physical devices. I know that it is the frustration of many parents that their children won't stop on their electronics. But when you look at the parents, they have their electronics in their hand at the same time. So it's that idea of do as I tell you, not what I do. I'm guessing that you see that sometimes in the parents you work with. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I'm not saying you shouldn't use those devices, but when you are home, just be intentional about like putting it aside for a while. Create time for your kids. Spend some quality time with them. You're trying to make them understand, oh, mommy needs to work, or daddy needs to work. Then you go back and then they will understand. It's all about communication and they will understand. Most times you see people bringing their work home, but everything is about prioritizing your time. You prioritize it, create the time. Otherwise, you will not have the time at all if you don't create it. Just have to be intentional about these things. Right. It reminds me of that old song that Harry Chapin did about a child grew up the other day um, and he talks about how the child kept seeking his attention and he was always too busy. There were too many other things to do. And when the child grew up, the father wanted to spend time with the child and the kid was too busy to spend time with him. So I love that idea about prioritizing children. They don't stay children for very long. As someone who's already a grandparent, I can tell you, if you blink, 
your children are grown before you before you even know it. So giving them that time, energy and attention initially when you get home can allow them to feel grounded and connected to you. And then if you do need to do some work later, be on your devices. I agree with you that, yeah. uh, you know, it'll be a much easier time and the kids won't be yanking on you trying to get your attention because you've already given it to them. So that's a great idea. Sorry, I want to chip in something to like to go address my points. There was a particular time I, my son brought his homework home and he needed me to assist him. But because I was too engrossed with what I was doing, I was chatting. I just joined my old senior association WhatsApp group. So I, I got carried away. He was asking me for the answers. He was mommy, mommy. And I thought I was giving him the right answer, not knowing that I gave him the wrong answers. He came back the following day. He was so upset. I didn't do well in my assignment. I really felt bad about myself. I, I felt bad. And since then, I made it a point of each time he comes home with his assignment, I'll drop every other thing and just give him that attention. Beautiful. I love that. I know parents always struggle with the idea of discipline. And you talk about discipline actually improving your relationship with your kids. Can you say more about that? Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Discipline. The end goal of discipline is to bring out the best in your child. No parent, no loving parent. I don't know of any parent that loves his or her child so much that will not discipline. Discipline is about correcting and bringing out traits in your kids that will help them become better individuals as this transition into adulthood. So discipline is very, very, very important. The end goal is just show your child the better ways of doing things and correcting them in love above all. Very good. And I love that because I do a parenting workshop myself about the difference between discipline and punishment. And in punishment, you're trying to hurt your kids and you think hurting them is the way to correct them. But I love that you talk about loving discipline. It's different than hurting your children. Thank you for that. You correct them in love and the delivery matters and the tone, depending on the nature of whatever the child has done. The delivery, the tone matters and know when to approach your child. Even if you scold your child in a manner in which he or she doesn't like, you could always go backwards and say, okay, this is why, so, 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 and so, and so. You're trying to explain to them. And funny enough, they understand, they know these things, but sometimes they just want to have their way and throw transforms and maybe just being rebellious. They know these things. And sometimes they just want to test us to see what we'll do. If you don't take action at the appropriate time, and it will be out of control. So it's very, very important that when you notice this thing, you sit them down, immediately you hit it right on, sort it out so that it will not repeat itself. Even if it does repeat itself, that's why we are parents. We will always be forgiving. We'll always forgive them. Yes, that's important. Forgiveness is so important. I even think for parents, maybe the most important thing is to forgive yourself sometimes when you're not perfect because we want to be the best parents we can be. And we make mistakes sometimes and we have to be able to forgive ourselves too. Yes, that's true. How important do you think it is that your child confide in you? Oh, that is very, very important. Very, very, very important. We live in an age where everybody's quick to go to the social media for advice. In my bio, I told that I studied accountancy. There's what we call debits and credits, or but you deposit. If you don't make a deposit, you don't get a withdrawal. If you've not deposited the right if you've not deposited care, love, empathy, or laid the right foundation, 
You don't expect your child to confide in you. And it's very, very important for us to lay these foundations to be approachable for our kids to confide in us is very, very important because a lot is going out there. If a child can't confide in you, I wonder why you are a parent. It's very painful. If maybe something happens, instead of your child walking up to you, say, mom, dad, they'd rather go to their friends or go to social media to seek for advice. And most often than not, the advice they get on social media might lead them astray. So it's very, very important. It is very important. We have a lot of work to do. It doesn't just happen instantly. It doesn't just happen. You must have put in a lot of work for your child to walk up to you and tell you anything, anything. And would you say for that, you need to be, I like to tell my kids, if you tell me the truth, you won't be in trouble. I meant that. A lot of parents say to their children, I don't know if they do this in Africa, but they do it in the United States. This is a common phrase from parents. If you tell me the truth, you'll only get in half as much trouble as if you lie. And the child (laughs) hears, I'm in trouble either way. So lying (laughs) is their only option to stay out of trouble. So if you want your kids to tell the truth, you have to take away the punishment for telling the truth. It's not that you're not going to talk about it and you're not going to help them maybe make a better choice in the future, but you're not going to hurt them if they tell you the truth. It's this idea that you're not going to judge them. You're not going to punish them. You just want them to be able to tell you the truth. And it's so important because they could be in real trouble and not come to them. And then you're right. They're at the mercy of whatever advice they get, good or bad. Probably not the advice you would have given them. Yeah. As a parent, you always have the best interest of your child at heart. You always give them the right and the best advice because you love them. That's right. You should be the one they come to. But I know a lot of kids who don't go to their parents for advice. I have to be intentional about mine because growing up, I didn't have that privilege. I never confided in my parents. And I'm being the point of duty that when I had my own kids, that I was going to change the narrative. And so far, so good. They tell me most things. It might not be all, but sometimes you need to nudge them. When I use the word wisdom on how to go about it, communicate with them to really get out those things they really want to tell you. Because sometimes they find it difficult. Maybe they were like, oh, I hope if I tell mom or dad this, then I hope they will not be disappointed in me. You need to give them that enabling environment that, yeah, it's fine. Even if it's not cool, but just tell me it's fine. And they'll be able to tell you anything. But if you're coming with punishment or you're all like, oh, this, this, that, that, you're all angry and all that. When they really get into trouble, a serious trouble, they won't tell you anything. You might end up hearing it outside from your neighbor, family, friend, or you might not even see them. They might even run away. Yeah. Talk about a parent's worst nightmare, having your child out of the home and not knowing anything about what they're doing. Yes. How can you be your kid's buddy? Is that something that parents should be aspiring to do? Be their child's buddy. It is. It's very, very important. It's part of, you know, when you are a child, when um, you're a child's buddy, it strengthens your relationship with them. It draws you closer. It creates a bond. It's very, very, very important. The first question you asked about being a present parent somehow is interwoven with this. You've been present. You go out on your way. You take them out. You speak the language they understand. Sometimes you go out on your way, you watch their cartoons or whatever. You show interest in what they like. You are available. You go for their sport day. You go for their PTA, their open house. You are available. 
You get to know their friends. If possible, know their family, the families to their friends. That helps too. It really does. Here in the States, some parents would think you're not supposed to be your kid's buddy because they associate being a buddy with wanting your child to like you and doing whatever it takes to get your child to like you. They feel like that means no rules, no discipline. And that's not the kind of buddy you're talking about. You're talking about a parent who disciplines with love, but also takes an interest in what is important to the child. It's not just about what's important to you. That's um, correct. I love that idea of being a buddy. Thank you for that. You're a friend with your kids, but at the same time, you're a friend. You know when to draw the line. I tell my kids, I'm your mom. Yeah, I'm first of all your mom before your friend. So give me that respect. I tell my kids that. Okay, good. What are some ways that people can evaluate how successful their relationships are with their children? Everything boils down to communication. You talk and talk and talk and talk. It's endless. You keep on talking. Just like in any organization, if you want to get the best out of your staff, you talk. How do we intend to move this organization for you? And you also have the interest of the people that are working for you, have their interests at heart. You want to make sure that they are mentally okay and they are happy at the workplace. Same thing that in the home. Once in a while, you create that opportunity where you ask, you go out on your way to ask your kid, how do we improve our relationship here? You ask them, Chris, is there anything that I'm doing that I should be doing more? Is there something I should be doing less? Ask them questions. It's a two-way thing. You talk to them, ask them questions, and they also give their own answers. It's a two-way thing. I love that. And I've never heard a parenting expert actually say that, that you're going to ask your children, how am I doing? Is there something you would like more of, something you would like less of? I really love that. I know that after my husband passed away, one of the things that I did with my kids was every week when I was making my schedule for the week, because I'm a single parent now, I'm working a lot. And I would say, what's one thing that I could do this week that would be really important to you? And whatever they said, that was my priority. It might have been, would you make pizza for dinner one night? It might be, would you come to my soccer game? It could have been anything, but whatever they wanted for that week, I made sure to prioritize and put in my schedule first. If you're familiar with Stephen Covey and the big rocks, put the big rocks in first and they were my big rocks. But I never thought to ask them, how am I doing as a parent? Yeah. I think I'm going to go back and ask them now. One of my sons is 38 and the other one is almost 37. So I'm sure they'll have a lot to tell me as they are now parents themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It creates a strong bond between parents and their children. It creates a strong bond when you sit down and talk about these things. I asked my son, he was, he just laughed. Say, mommy, are you ready to hear this? Are you sure you're ready to hear this? <laughs> I said, go ahead. Say whatever it is that I'm ready. And one thing to parents should learn to, they should be quick to apologize. If you hurt your kids, or sometimes we just feel maybe sometimes we are the parent here, we are in charge, it has to be my way or no other way. Sometimes if you hurt your kids, maybe verbally, just go out on you, we just apologize. It doesn't take anything away from you. You're just being the bigger person. They are touched by that, that, oh, my mom or my dad can actually apologize to me. They are really touched by those things. So I'm learning every day to learn. There's a lot of learning and unlearning and relearning we have to do as parents. I'm trying this with my kids and I'm liking it. 
everything I say is what I've been doing with my kids. It's beautiful. I love your ideas. Parents are so worried about the image that they project to their children. They want to project this image of them as perfection. It's one of the reasons kids put parents on a pedestal. We think that they're perfect. They're gods and goddesses to us. But then inevitably, they have to fall off that pedestal. And kids can be devastated when that happens. What you're talking about is being willing to say, hey, I'm not perfect. I don't always have the answers. I'd like to hear from you what you think about how I'm doing and where I could do better. That's a beautiful thing. It really makes parenting a two-way street. I really want to thank you for that. I have never considered that before. So thank you. You're welcome. And every day. You've answered all the questions that I have for you today. I'm just wondering if there's anything you might like to add that we didn't Uh, already talk about. I just want to say that parenting is not a competition. It's not a competition to to see who has the smartest kids or who has the best of the things, which money can offer. It's a journey. It's a process. Just do you enjoy it. Whatever works in one home might not work in the other in less home. Just do you and enjoy the process. It's not a competition. And even before before you know it, these kids are all gone and you're all alone. (laughs) That's right. Enjoy it while it lasts. Whatever foundation you lay nice, you build on it. Because if you don't have a good relationship with your children, even when they move out and they have families of their own, the flow will not be there. But if you've laid a good foundation, they keep enjoying your company. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Do you have anything coming up, maybe on Zoom or something you'd like to tell our audience about? I'll keep you posted on that for now. I have another project, not on parenting, but I'll keep you posted on that. Okay. All right. Thank you. And if anyone wants to reach out to you to get more information, what's the best way to do that? My Instagram handle is Nkichi Oyewe. Parenting page is Nkichi Ozo. My parenting page is Nkichi Ozo. Then my email address is nkichiuzo9 at gmail.com. Okay, terrific. I'll put that in the show notes for people. Okay. I really appreciate you joining us today, Nkechi. I am so happy that you could talk to us about this topic no one gets training in. I'm certain it will help parents everywhere to hear the ideas you've shared today. I know it's helped me. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's my honor and pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And remember to leave a review and share with your connections on social media. I also hope you'll join me next week when I'll be continuing the parenting topic with Irina Smith, a woman who helps college-bound students complete their best college applications. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at lifeequalschoices.com or listen wherever you download your podcast. And don't forget, remember to subscribe.